welcome back to Unleashed at Work and Home, the podcast dedicated to helping pet professionals feel less stress and find more joy in their work and their home lives. Today, my guest is Karen Sinovich, who is an applied animal behaviorist in Cape Town, South Africa. Welcome, Karen. Oh, thanks, Colleen. Thanks for asking me to be here today. I'm excited to be talking to you today. We're going to be talking about reinvention, and you have a very interesting past for a dog trainer and behaviorist. Tell us a little bit about what you've done in your career. I've done quite a few things, and I, I think, though, um, yes, in a prior, a prior career, I was a potter. I used to work in porcelain, and I had a very successful career for very many years as a, as a ceramic artist come potter, yes. Then I stopped and then I became a dog trainer and a behaviorist. So it just shows you're never too old to change and you can teach old dogs new tricks. <laughs> and that is such a common thing that we bump up against where people feel like, well, I've been doing this for so long. This is all I can do or I'm, you know, my options are limited. And I, I personally don't see a lot of links between being a potter and being a dog behaviorist. So do you see links between them? Do you see how things I, fit together? I think there are links in, um, I think you have to be creative to be a dog trainer or to be a behaviorist. You have to think on your feet. Being a potter is, whilst it's a bit of a lonely profession, you have to do things to get out and, and market yourself. You have to meet people. You have to sometimes take rejection on the show, on the chin, so to speak. So a lot of the things I think that just life throws at you are very valuable in any career and they probably show up time and time again in different ones and you maybe just don't realize it. I also, I think with dealing with people, you deal with all sorts of people from people who really like what, what you do as a potter, say for instance, or what you make to people who can be very critical of what you do. And it's a case, and, and again, I think there's, there's, it's the same with dog training and with behavior work. You can't take these things personally. So I think it stands you in good stead no matter what, what career you've got. Yeah, that was a great answer because you're right. Those are very common situations in both of those careers. So what what would be a piece of advice you'd give to people for not taking things so personally? Because we do tend to walk around taking it so personally. We do take things personally. And I think from dealing with people and also I used to uh, just going back to being a potter or to being an artist when I was one, I also used to teach people. So I think I luckily acquired the skill of dealing with people and realizing it wasn't always how you have to understand where people are coming from they don't always coming from the same starting point as you are and I think that's why you don't take things personally when you realize maybe they have had a bad day or there's a lot more going on in their lives than you than you can imagine so I think yeah you just develop that maybe a bit more empathy to understand that it's not personal, but maybe there are other reasons and just looking at the bigger picture and putting yourself maybe in their shoes and thinking, well, how would I have responded if I had been criticized or if this had happened to me? I think then you, you start to look at things differently. Yeah, I think that's really valuable because we are always writing stories in our heads, but our stories are often just the first one that comes up in our head we decide is the correct one and that's not really true so exactly. often there are so many different ways we could look at a situation and that's very helpful advice 
What supported you as you made the shift from pottery to dog behavior? I was very lucky in that because I've worked for myself, I think I always, I've always been self-employed, not employed. So I think in some ways it, it, it makes it easier because I think you are, you're maybe more likely to take challenges and not be worried about the results because if you work for yourself, that I think happens on a daily basis. You've just got to make decisions and, and live with the consequences. I was fortunate in that when I started to change over from, from one thing to another, I sort of had a foot on, on, on in both at the time. And for a, for a couple of months, actually for probably about a year or 18 months, I, I actually did both. And in fact, I'm very grateful that I could be a potter because that financed my studies to become an animal behaviorist. Mm-hmm. So I was very, I was really fortunate that I could do that to actually support myself to, to actually become educated into what I wanted to do. I think also there just also comes a time when you decide something's got to give and you're ready to actually just take the leap. That's really important. That comes up a lot for people where there's sort of a longing to make a change and it's there for a while. It, it's there and it's there. It's not the right time, not the right time, not the right time. And then you decide, yep, something's got to yeah. give and it's time to go. How common do you think that is for people, that longing? I think it is very common. And I think a lot of people are afraid of what will happen. But I think, to be honest, my attitude has been really, what's the worst that can happen? I used to play that game with my children when they were little and they were worried about things and say, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? Okay, this can happen. Did you die? No. Okay, this could happen, but did you die? No. So pretty much that's how we used to sort of go through situations that might be scary or might be life-changing in that moment. And I think also if what's the worst that can happen, it doesn't work out. So then you go back to what you did. You haven't lost anything. You've gained something by at least trying and you never know until you try. That's awesome advice. There's a tool in positive psychology that plays that what's the worst that can happen game. Okay. And it goes in both directions. So the idea is you say, here's, here's a situation. I'm thinking about, you know, making this decision. Okay. What's the worst that can happen? And, let me just create a scenario so we can play with it. I'm, I am currently a potter and I am going to switch over to study animal behavior. Well, what's the worst that could happen? I will be bad at it. Okay. And then because of that, what's the worst that could happen? Well, then everyone will be angry and feel like I'm taking their money for no good reason. Oh, well then what's the worst that could happen there? Then I'll feel like a fraud and I'll feel terrible. And then what's the worst that could happen? Well, then I'll, and so you go to the really extreme. So then it's like, and then I will have no money and I will be, you know, forced to move out of my home. And then what's the worst that happened? Like, well, then I'm just impoverished and all of them. That's terrible. Clearly, I should not go from pottery to animal behavior. But then you have to play the opposite direction. What's the best that could happen? And this is where people are really bad at it. So you say, okay, I'm thinking of switching from pottery to dog behavior. What's the best that could happen? I could learn exciting new things and help lots of families. And then because of that, what's the best that could happen? And then people get stuck. And they're like, um, well, then 
thousands of dogs in South Africa have better lives. Well, then because of that, what's the best that could happen? Well, then those families adopt more dogs and spread more information about how to live well with dogs and more families all over the globe are happier. And then what's the best that could happen? Well, then it becomes this giant national movement where everybody everywhere is taking good care of animals and there's a better relationship between animals and people. And people are really bad about playing the what's the best that could happen side of it. And we're really good at what's the worst that could happen. So having those two pieces is a really interesting thing. And I love that you played that game with your kids because at least the, the downside, because being able to look and go, that's not actually that bad. I think so. We do, but I think also if you've sort of almost faced those fears or those demons in your head, then it, it's not, yes, of course you will be worried. And there are, I mean, it's nothing is perfect. And there are days you think, what the heck have I done? But <laughs> it doesn't matter. You, you decide, well, I'm going to give it a go and I'm going to try. So you only mm-hmm. get one chance. I think you only get one life and you, you need to, I don't want to ever look back and say, I shouldn't have done that. I, I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have. Mm-hmm. So I want to look back and say, well, I'm glad I gave it a go. Awesome. Have you always been that kind of person or is that something you learned? I think I've learned it more, but I think I always was inherently that type of person. I, I think I'm a Pollyanna type person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I think I love Pollyanna, reading Pollyanna as a child. And I think, yeah, I am a bit of a Pollyanna. I'll always try, even though I can be miserable and downcast and whatever, eventually I'll always say, but all right, let's see what we can, what's good in, in a situation. Mm-hmm. That's kind of awesome. So what was challenging for you as you made the shift? Challenging, I think, was becoming uh, known and gaining experience. I think in the beginning when you do all of these things, you, you go, I think, I, I don't know what that, that whole lot is, but, you know, when you go from you think you know everything to you realize you know absolutely, or you, and then you crash and burn a little and you realize you know nothing about anything and then you start to sort of gain that little bit of confidence and maybe I know a little bit about something. So that's sort of been how it went so so yes I think the way though that I was that I practiced and and the the work that I've done we've it was all positively reinforced training and it's always tried to be force free training so even if things weren't maybe the best you weren't doing really any harm hopefully mm-hmm. so yes and I like to think I've improved over the years <laughs> <laughs> it is a continual improvement thing I, I too okay. had sort of that experience of like learning things and thinking, oh, I know what I'm doing and then learning one more thing and realizing, oh, now I have so many questions. Now I'm pretty sure I know nothing. <laughs> and that up and down peaks and valleys of, of learning. It is, it's a fascinating thing and you just keep diving in. More questions all the time. And I think that's the thing, lifelong, I think you're never done. And I think that's, I, I have that sort of mind where I like learning. I like trying things and again yeah I might be rubbish at it and a lot of things I truly am rubbish at but I'll always give it a go there's something very freeing about that that it's a it's yes. a pretty common piece of advice is to try to take a a course or something that you're going to be bad at and know you're going to be bad at it but just do it for do fun it. 
and and that there can be something freeing and saying like I am never going to be great at whatever this is, but wasn't it cool to try, or or the single experience things where you're like, well, I don't think I'd want to do that a lot, but it was fun to have done it once. Yes, but there are limits to that as well, Colleen. I'm not the sort of person that, say, would uh, bungee jump or jump out of an aeroplane. Um, <laughs> I have to say those sort of things are for other people. I find walking in a straight line challenging enough some days. I, that's for me an extreme sport some days. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, so some things I don't think I'll ever try, but I'll be the one on the ground holding your handbag while you jump out of the airplane, <laughs> cheering you on. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not certain I'd have the courage to do that either. I was speaking to a man this weekend who said he loves doing that, and that recently, as part of a charity event, he was bringing attention to the Girl Scouts. So he was rappelling down the side of a building in a green tutu, like you know, real men wow. Girl Scouts or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, hmm. No, I don't think I could rappel down the side of a building. <laughs> I think I would just be frozen at the top going, I don't know. So the idea of reinvention, that's a really big word, like the complete pivot, which is what you did. But for lots of us, it can be just like opening a door to something new. And what comes up frequently in my conversations with pet pros is that they feel stuck. They feel like nothing's going to change and that they don't have a lot of power to affect change. What ideas do you have for starting small where you are? Try something different or new. That's a really good question. I think just doing one small thing at a time and looking at things in bite-sized chunks is possibly the way to do it if you are stuck. Thinking maybe what you are unhappy, not unhappy with, but what, why are you feeling sort of in a rut or whatever. So just changing one small thing. And it might not even be about a career. It might be just something else that you do in a day instead of getting home from work and going for a walk or just taking a short moment to, you know, read a book or do something else for yourself or just doing one little thing often just helps spark change, I think. So I think just one tiny little thing can can affect it. It doesn't have to be necessarily a whole career change. But I think as well, if you like look at reinvention, I think we reinvent ourselves on a day-to-day -day basis in, in many ways. I think we do. So I mean, whether it's just getting your hair cut, that's reinvention, mm -hmm. wearing a different colored shirt to what you would normally wear or trying florals versus stripes or it can be anything couldn't it so yeah it that's a way to start and maybe you find that yeah I really like that color and I never thought I could like it or no it's not me but at least you <laughs> tried it <laughs> mm -hmm. so I, I think there's lots of ways to to start without it being a big investment or a big change or yes and I think Find people that maybe you can talk to about things like that. And even if they're not immediate family or relatives, I think I don't have a lot of those people around me either. But um, I'm, I'm very lucky I have a daughter and a son and my husband who are quite supportive. My husband's not keen on listening to all of this stuff, but <laughs> he'll sort of nod at the right time. But I, I think 
that's why where the internet and all these communities are great because you can find people you can find so much out these days and it's actually pretty accessible I think for everybody yes it is amazing how the internet has made the world smaller because whatever your interest is you can find someone else who shares it exactly I mean look at us uh always admired all your work I mean I recommend your book so often to people in fact I actually just sent a report this week with read that book so so yes I think and here we are talking I never in my wildest dreams thought I thought I'd ever speak to somebody like you and yet here we're doing it so it's and I brilliant. never in my wildest dreams <laughs> thought someone in South Africa would have read my book <laughs> there you are so I think that's but getting back to things, I think that's where you don't realize what an effect you can have on on the world. And it might not be, yes, we might not be Nobel Prize winners and we might not be whatever, but all those little things, it is, a, it is true. You put cast that pebble into water and it ripples outwards and you, you never know where it's going to end. Yeah, that came up for me this weekend. I was at a conference and I saw someone who I had seen at the conference two years before, and she and I had had a conversation that changed my thinking a little bit on something. So I was like, oh, thank you so much for that because you just gave me a new way of thinking about it. And she said, really? I never, I, you know, like never thought about that conversation again after it was over. And that's how so many of these things are. Then three hours later, someone came up to me and said, I love your book. And it changed my thinking about something. And I was like, really? <laughs> and I thought it's that ripple effect that Melissa didn't realize that she had had an effect on me. And I didn't realize I had had an effect on this other person. And we can never know. We never really know where things go. And that's, it's, it's powerful to think about from that perspective. And in a previous podcast, Veronica Sanchez was talking about how often we feel that we failed when we have a conversation with a person and we're, you know, making a suggestion or offering advice, particularly in a professional role, and they don't seem to adopt it. And she said, but, but you don't really know if an hour later or four weeks later or four years later that all the pieces finally click into place and they go, oh, now I understand. Yes. And she said, it's, it's easy for us to kind of beat ourselves up and go, mm, I, I failed today. When in reality, all we know is we dropped a pebble. I think so. And I think we're very hard on, your, on ourselves and to say, oh, I failed today. You didn't fail because you went out and you saw somebody who, who, who reached out or asked for help. And you went and you gave them the best advice on what you could on that day in that moment. So you don't fail. I think you, you try each and every day. And I'm sure that's the same for all of us. We, we really do try our best. It's not that we, we go into things and we do it half-heartedly. I think most of us really, really do give it our all, which is possibly why we do get so downcast here and there when we think that people aren't taking our advice. And we're very quick to criticize ourselves, I think. So but yes. I think you don't fail. I think we, we're actually doing okay. So from the perspective of reinvention, what would you say is a circumstance uh, for a client where you have felt like things were changed enough that you could say, this one's kind of a reinvention of a relationship or a situation? 
I think I see it relatively often. I think because often when people contact you, and especially if you're doing a behavior consult, first of all, people will um, see you or call you because there's been a crisis. I think that's it's usually an emergency or some crisis that propels them to reach out and phone somebody like me to say, come and help me with my dog. And often at that time I think their relationship is often on often it is on shaky ground I've seen clients in the past where it's really fractured that they don't like that dog that they actually are considering rehoming or even worse in in certain situations and just by letting them vent letting them talk and saying but this is good and this is good that you actually can start to glue it back together and often I think I've been very lucky in that a lot of the clients that I see when I leave, if, even if things don't change radically, they always say, I feel so much more confident now. Mm-hmm. And I always think that is already a huge, huge reinvention because instead yes. of feeling powerless or useless or whatever the words they've used in their heads, they can now say, actually, I can do this. And I think I always feel then I've done my job because I have empowered them to try. I think that was really beautiful. I, I loved how you said that. The whole idea of giving someone confidence is a reinvention and and that that is the role that you serve for the client. I love that. Thank Very you. cool. Thank you. So do you have any any final thoughts or suggestions that you would offer to pet professionals who are, are eager to just make a shift? Yes, I think if you want to make a shift, you should give it a try. And as, a, as I said to you earlier on, what's, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. If it doesn't work out, you've had the experience, you know then it's not for you. And that's also not a bad thing. Some things aren't for all of us. I know I'm not for bungee jumping, for instance, or jumping <laughs> out of an aeroplane. It's not, it's not for me. But there's lots of other things that are for me that I can try and I'll say, that was great. It was a great experience. I mean, I'll give you a quick example of something I did try the other day. Something I did, I've always wanted to do was go mushroom foraging. Okay. So I joined this course. They were doing mushroom foraging. My daughter and I went off on it. It was the biggest waste of my time ever. (laughs) I could not find, in fact, Colleen, I found one mushroom it was the poison mushroom that nobody else wanted. That was the only one I found. So I know I'll never be a mushroom forager from now on, and I will just go to the market or to the shop, and I will buy my mushrooms. So, But it wasn't a bad experience. It was nice to be out in the morning in the forest, etc. but I did get very soppy, wet feet, which I wasn't keen on. But aside from that, <laughs> it, was, it was okay. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's the spirit too. Like now I've done it. I have done mushroom foraging and it's not for me. <laughs> that's it. There you go. And I think that's it. I think just trying something that's maybe completely different and seeing yes, it's good or no, it's not. Because I think otherwise we do, we 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 can just focus one step in front of another just to get through our days. And before we know it, our days have changed to weeks, to months, to years. And you look back and you say, Where did all that time go? And you, otherwise you can. If So if you have, I think the thing is, whilst people say, I know I'm rambling a bit, but whilst people say follow your passion, passion isn't enough. I, I would have loved to have done a lot of things, but you also have to have a reality check, I think, and know that, um, 
yeah, I wasn't going to be an astrophysicist. I wasn't going to be um, a ballet dancer, a mushroom forager, apparently. But <laughs> I, I could be a dog trainer. I could be a behaviorist. I was a good potter. So all of those sort of things I could be. And there's probably another, I'd still love to maybe one in one life be a florist for some reason or, or have a nursery, a garden center. I love plants. Interesting. Yeah. So I think just being an enthusiast and trying stuff, there's nothing, nothing lost by trying. Yes. Well, that's perfect. That sounds like a great place to wrap up our conversation here today. So Karen, if people wanted to learn more about you and your work, how could they do that? Oh, they can probably find me out on Facebook. I'll give you the link if you like afterwards, or I'm just, it's just under my name. I'm Karen, I think it's Karen Sinovich, Animal Behaviorist. So I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. You can see what I get up to. You can laugh at all my bloopers because, yes, I do make a few. And that's, that's about where you'll find me. Awesome. I will link to those in the show notes so people can find them. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Karen. This has been really fun. Thanks, Colleen. It was lovely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really a great experience. Thanks for listening to Unleashed at Work and Home. Are you looking for ways to feel better fast and make it last? Do you want more actionable ideas and strategies? Would you like to connect with other amazing pet professionals who care about helping animals and creating healthy, fun work cultures? If so, you are going to love the Unleashed Resilience community. Visit ColleenPilar.com slash community for more information. I can't wait to see you there.